Welcome back to another episode of Revealed Apologetics. I'm your host, Elias Ayala, and today I'm going to be doing something rather interesting, and hopefully it's something that you folks like. Um, if you haven't checked out already um, the Revealed Apologetics YouTube channel, I had the French Calvinist philosopher, I have to say it that way, and if you don't know the person I'm about to mention, uh, you want to check him out. Uh, he's got a really cool French accent as well, so it makes everything he says a thousand times uh, smarter, <laughs> okay? Um, but I had the French Calvinist philosopher Guillaume Bignon on my YouTube channel uh, to critique um, libertarian free will uh, criticisms of the Calvinist position, okay? And so um, I have in, I want to check out the discussion. It's over two hours long of a lot of great theological uh, insight there. Um, but um, I enjoyed uh, the discussion so much that I wanted to look more into uh, Guillaume Bignon's work. And so um, as a way of my personal study and as a way of um, providing this work to other people, I have been granted permission to read some of his articles uh, and make them into podcast episodes to sort of act as kind of a, uh, an audiobook of sorts. Um, so I'm going to be doing that every now and then. And of course, I will, in the title of the episode, let people know which episodes are the article readings, uh, because obviously that's not all that I do. Um, but I want to do this with um, the work of Guillaume Bignon and some other apologetical works as well that I think people might find very useful. Um, and again, um, that won't always be the case, but I, I think that this is a good way to mix things up and to give uh, some really good content out for you guys that I think you guys will find helpful, especially those who are from uh, the Calvinist perspective, which, which I am. Um, but if you're not, that it's all good as well. I'm sure it will be informative even if you disagree with it. Uh, so, so with that said, I want to read Guillaume Bignon's article entitled, Can Calvinist Determinists trust their cognitive faculties. And just real quick by way of uh, summary, this question is usually asked um, within the context of the criticism that if determinism is true, as the Calvinist uh, understands it, uh, then there is no reason to, to think determinism is true because everything we think is determined. So how can we even have knowledge? Everything we think we know, uh, we can just believe that we know it because we've been determined to think that we know it, so on and so forth. So the question uh, of that is posed to the Calvinist determinist is this question, which is ironically the title of the, the, uh, the blog article. Can Calvinist determinists trust their cognitive faculties? And here is the reading of Guillaume Bignon's French philosopher and Calvinist and defender of compatibilistic uh, compatibilism, if you guys are familiar with, with that terminology, uh, here is his blog article. All right. Can Calvinist determinists trust their cognitive faculties? I take as a basic assumption of this article that Calvinists are committed to some form of theological determinism. On their view, God from eternity past determines everything that comes to pass, including human choices. If the reader is inclined to think Calvinists are not committed to this kind of determinism, then there is even less of a problem for them, and the following argument's response need not even be offered. Does determinism undermine our ability to know anything? Some advocates of libertarian free will have argued that if our abilities to form beliefs and make decisions a matter of truth are determinist, then we have a reason not to trust them. We have a reason to think that they are not reliable since they are simply the natural outworking of causes applied to our brains, and the beliefs which they form are only the result of electric impulses fully determined by their input. This charge, if successful, is a serious problem because it means that if determinism is true, 
we have a reason to doubt the variability with which we form all our beliefs, including the belief in determinism itself. And therefore, we have a reason to doubt it. That would render determinism literally self-refuting. This argument against determinism is proposed by William Lane Craig in the following words, quote, Universal causal determinism cannot be rationally affirmed. There is a sort of dizzying and self-defeating character to determinism. For if one comes to believe that determinism is true, one has to believe that the reason he has come to believe it is simply that he was determined to do so. One has not in fact been able to weigh the arguments pro and con and freely make up one's mind on that basis. The difference between the person who weighs the arguments for determinism and rejects them and the person who weighs them and accepts them is wholly that one was determined by causal factors outside himself to believe and the other not to believe. When you come to realize that our decision to believe in determinism was itself determined and that even your present realization of that fact right now is likewise determined, a sort of vertigo sets in. For everything that you think, even this very thought itself, is outside your control. Determinism could be true, but it is very hard to see how it could ever be rationally affirmed since its affirmation undermines the rationality of its affirmation. Unquote. So what should Calvinists make of this argument? They should maintain that this argument is both entertaining and sound, but that it is shooting at the wrong target. This argument is not aiming at Calvinist determinism, as I will explain below. It is aiming at naturalism, or the view which says that the natural world is all that exists. It is not an argument against mere determinism. It is one against naturalistic determinism. In all essentials, it is the so-called evolutionary argument against naturalism crafted by Alvin Plantinga and evidently offered against naturalism. It is a good argument against atheistic naturalism, arguing that if naturalism is true, then we have a reason to disbelieve it. Plantinga's basic contentions are as follows, quote, From a theistic point of view, we'd expect that our cognitive faculties would be, for the most part, and given certain qualifications and caveats, reliable. God has created us in his image, and an important part of our image-bearing is our resembling him in being able to form true beliefs and achieve knowledge. But from a naturalist point of view, the thought that our cognitive faculties are reliable, produce a preponderance of true beliefs, would be at best naive hope. The naturalist can be reasonably sure that the neurophysiology underlying belief formation is adaptive, but nothing follows about the truth of the beliefs depending on that neurophysiology. In fact, he'd have to hold that it is unlikely, given unguided evolution, that our cognitive faculties are reliable. It's as likely, given unguided evolution, that we live in a sort of dream world as that we actually know something about ourselves in the world. If this is so, the naturalist has a defeater for the naturalist's assumption that his cognitive faculties are reliable, a reason for rejecting that belief, for no longer holding it. Now, example of a defeater, suppose someone uh, once told me that you were born in Michigan, and I believe her. But now I ask you, and you tell me you were born in Brazil. That gives me a defeater for my belief that you were born in Michigan. And if he has a defeater for that belief, he also has a defeater for any belief that is the product of his cognitive faculties. But of course, that would be all of his beliefs, including naturalism itself. So the naturalist has a defeater for naturalism. Naturalism, therefore, is self-defeating and cannot be rationally believed. The quote from Plantiga ends there. Back to Bignon's words, uh, Calvinists can and should affirm this fun argument, but why does it not apply to their Christian understanding of determinism? It is because, contrary to what Craig affirms, the inability to be confident in the process of knowledge acquisition resides not in determinism of the process, but in its destination, in its purpose or lack thereof. Think about it. 
What matters for the reliability of the process of knowledge acquisition is where we are going, not how we get there. We want to land on true beliefs, regardless of how we travel toward them. In an atheistic, naturalistic worldview, the reason why cognitive faculties are not to be trusted is not that they were determined, but it is that they were designed by evolution and natural selection for survival and not for the purpose of forming true beliefs. However, the Calvinist who does hold to determinism can perfectly defend the reliability of his cognitive faculties on the basis that they do result from the design of God who intended us to form typically true beliefs about the world, albeit in a determinist way. Whether Calvinist or Arminian, whether compatibilist or libertarian, in Christianity we have a mind designed by God to assess truth, albeit in a fallible way. In atheism, we have a brain designed by chance and natural selection to save our skin. That is the relevant difference. So as long as God exists, which I think a lot of Calvinists believe, Calvinist determinism stands the charge. For the Lord will give you understanding in everything, 2 Timothy 2.7. None comprehend the mysteries of God save those to whom it is given, John Calvin. The above response satisfyingly does away with the rational self-defeat objection against Calvinist determinism, but I want to add the following theological commentary. These conclusions about cognitive faculties and determinism actually provide Calvinists with excellent grounds for humility about their knowledge, including their theological knowledge. On Calvinism, as theological determinism is true, it is the all-decreeing God who providentially decrees not only just how good our choices shall be, but also just how true our beliefs end up being. Craig's words above are exactly right. The difference between a Calvinist and a non-Calvinist is wholly that one was determined by causal factors outside himself to believe and the other not to believe. And of course, on Calvinism, the causal factor is put in place by the Lord Almighty. What follows from this is that if Calvinism is true, then the Arminian is mistaken all right. But the Calvinist who decries the irrationality of Arminianism must understand that he can no more brag about him being right than about his being saved. On Calvinism, the reason why anyone is saved is the same reason why he is a knowledgeable, sound Calvinist theologian. God gave him the grace to be so. Let it be the ground for a good, solid Calvinist theological humility. It will do much good to the Calvinist case in this debate. And that is the reading of Guillaume Bignon's article entitled, Can Calvinist Determinists Trust Their Cognitive Faculties? All right, well, because this is an attempt to highlight Guillaume's been work, uh, been work, is uh, his, his work, Guillaume Bignon's work, um, I will not provide anything by way of commentary and let the article stand as it is. And hopefully my reading of it has done justice to the content. If you guys enjoy this uh, little format, I'll try my best to do it every now and then um, and try to cover topics that folks find interesting. Um, and if you have anything else you might want me to read or get permission to read, um, let me know. And I can provide uh, those resources if um, folks who are listening enjoy this sort of stuff. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed. Stay tuned. We're having some great interviews coming up on the YouTube channel, Revealed Apologetics, as well as some good uh, content for the podcast as well. Um, if you have any questions, you could email me at revealedapologetics at gmail.com. You can um, email me uh, apologetics questions, theolo theological questions, and even suggestions of folks you would want me to interview um, that are related to apologetics or theology. All right, well, that's it for this episode. Take care and God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to the Revealed Apologetics podcast. Uh, if you have any questions 
um, that you would like me to cover in a podcast episode, uh, please email them to me to revealedapologetics at gmail.com. Also, we very much um, appreciate your prayers, and if you wish to support Revealed Apologetics financially, uh, you can by doing so. Um, we have a, a PayPal account set up. Uh, you can um, uh, help us out financially um, at paypal.me slash revealedapologetics, paypal.me slash revealedapologetics, and that would be uh, greatly appreciated if, if you were able to help out financially. If not, um, we, we definitely would appreciate uh, prayer. Um, and um, once again, if, if you have any questions uh, that you'd like me to cover, revealedapologetics at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and God bless.